on this episode of Quantum Week, June 9th through 15th, 1985. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about movies, music, and headlines and our stories. And we are in June 1985 talking The Goonies and Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears. Yes. Any housekeeping up the top besides me feeling like I'm in vacation mode already. So you're going to have to carry the show, motherfucker. This is yours. This one is on you. What else is new? Yeah. Another day in the life. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Matt's alluding to he's going on vacation, but we're still going to have a show yep. Sunday. So for you folks hearing this, it won't be any any different. We're actually taping this on Duh. July 8th. Um, so, so if something happened between now and then, we don't know. We don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're, you're going away. By the time people hear this, you'll be back. Yeah, because it'll be that right. It'll be Saturday. So where, you, where where have you gone? Where where did you? go? I went to sunny New Jersey. No, I went to the coast on uh, coast of New Jersey, the New Jersey shore, uh, to um, just hang out right next to the beach and uh, surf. So did you have fun? I I think it was you know I think it was a little hard to get away. It was a little hard to like you know put the work away, put the quantum week away. Um, but I was relatively successful. I gave myself a B. It's going to be such a sad reaction when you when you die on this trip. Oh, it's that would like, be oh, terrible, no, you son of a like, bitch. Like, oh no, what a sad thing. Oh, you saying this, this you're is, This is what Matt would have thought. Oh, oh this is such a sad thing. You said you would be you would be you would be destroyed. This would destroy you. If I died, you would destroyed? you saying this it would destroy you. You would be hurt for years. <laughs> you would there would be a hole in your heart that couldn't be filled. No, I would mean, be okay. <laughs> I mean, I'd be a little sad, I guess, but you'd be a lot sad. You you'd be sad, particularly because you're saying this now that what if you're going to die. You would definitely cry. Probably not. You would cry at my funeral. I don't. Actually, I told Barbara, I don't want a fucking funeral. Really? There's a pile of wood out there in the mm-hmm. field. Put my body in there. Fucking light the thing on fire and Ooh, just like burn that. me up. Can Let's I go do that? that. Can yes. I go to this burning ceremony? Yes. Yes. You can light the match. Ooh. I'm ha- I'm totally fine with that. Fucking burn me up. Don't do this whole set. I don't care. Just like burn me. Look, I don't want you to die in this trip, but there, I'd be lying <laughs> though after hearing that if there's not like a 5% of me kind of hoping I get that because if I had the what chance, a cool of, thing. It's like, yes, I, I, what a story that would be. I mean, it, it would be better if we could. So, okay, picture this. I'm already picturing your. There's the burning. there's the lamp there's the lamprey like right right here. There's the Oyster river, river. Sorry, Oyster River and the Lamprey Rivers. Choose a river mm-hmm. and just you know put me in a fucking canoe and light that shit on fire and let me go down the river. Do that. I'd rather burn you in a pit. What? Not a pit. It oh, would be on a pyre. I'm sorry. Yes. Like Jedi style. It'd be in a pyre. You'd put me in a cloak. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't like, now, it's, now it's getting wizard. No, it's weird. cool. No, no. no. You can't do it stupid. What do you want? Like my half uh, decrepit body, you know, like a one eye popping out of my skull. Light me on fire. That's can I, bullshit. Can I throw things at your corpse before I burn you? No. Like garbage or stones. <laughs> I think if you did that, my wife would literally kill you. No, I like don't, she would I, shoot I, you. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to make barbers. All right, all right, all right. So no, they, but you could light me on fire. I'd be fine right, with that. Right, you I, can strike the is, match. This is a, I'm not, I'm not arguing unless, with you at all. I, this is very good. Unless Barbara says that she wants to do it. Okay, like I'd have to give her. Oh, I, I have no problem. As long as I can witness it. Because even, that, even that's a great story. In the middle of that field over there, how badass would it be? be the cool. deer would come out of the woods and yeah. encircle me, and uh, they, they'd know I'm a friend of nature, and I'm going up in smoke. I'm not going to die in this fucking trip, asshole. Right, but if I did, you'd feel so bad. Eh, no, I mean, you I, don't I, say that. Uh, we know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm back now. And uh, <laughs> everything worked fine. Uh, well, if you do survive the trip we're, uh, next week, we're going to be in 1999. Matt doesn't know this yet. Oh, I don't. So this is pretty cool. Uh, so the, the Patreon show is going to be payback. The Mel Gibson. Yeah, movie. there we go. Okay. So that was the number one movie that week. But we're going to have a movie 
that we only would have one chance to cover. It's Magnolia. No, that was in top 10 for a while. Okay, what is it? Office Space. Oh, yeah. I know you've wanted to cover that. Yeah, we, and we didn't it. think that we'd have a... I know. It's like very lucky. So, yeah. very happy to see that. So, uh, cool. That'll be fun. Office Space next week. Yeah, so Goonies and Office Space back-to-back weeks. This is obviously cult favorites, but certainly... Office Space way more of a cult favorite than Goonies. I mean, both now are just so in the... It is, but in the, in the I mean, zeitgeist, hundred million in the theater. I, mean, I know, but like I feel, well, yeah, but even that, like you consider the run it had. Obviously, we'll talk about it in a second, but yeah. like you know, um, yeah, I, I just feel both those movies are have had just huge second lives. Yeah, and, they have. Um, and so I think it's kind of a, a fun thing to look at, especially after to see. Uh, I had episode hasn't come out yet. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's not going to be our biggest episode, just because like I feel like that's a movie that's kind of come and gone. Yeah, where I think that these movies both have are still like people oh. still reference them constantly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, One-Eyed Willie, of course. Yeah. Um, it's strange that that was your go-to, but okay. Whatever. Um, are you ready to talk about it? I else? think... Yeah, let's do it. All right. Okay. Um, the Goonies. The Goonies. Donner, dead. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is dead, yes. Recently. All right, so I'm going to start it. Yeah, you you're, start. You're, you're, I'm, I'm waiting for you to fucking tell me what you think. Usually you start it. Usually, yeah, but I know, but that's the thing. Then you get you get second you get second draw there, so I'll have fine it this with time. second draw, because I can shit on your yeah, I like that I'm going to shit on yours. All right, good luck with that. Yep. Uh, no, so this movie is very good. It's a fantastic, great family film. Make sure it's great family. Those are together. Yeah, to put those two together. Yeah. Um, it's not a great movie on its own, but Richard Donner did, was an amazing director at making movies that everybody could enjoy. Uh, so you have like su- a superhero movie like Superman. You have uh, a Christmas movie like Scrooged. Um, you have an action movie like Beat the Weapon. Yep. Uh, or a whole series. And then you have you have this movie, which I'm sorry, man. Like if you don't, if someone doesn't enjoy this movie, like I'm not saying it's it's not. Like, it's the not Godfather. high art. What's that? It's not high art. No, or even like we just covered the verdict on the Patreon. Show, yes. Which we both love. Right. Like it's not like that. But this, you know, it's it's almost in some ways it's almost harder to make a movie that I don't care if you're, you know, ages 8 to 88. You can go to this movie and you can enjoy that. That is an often criticism that we make is who is this fucking movie for? And a lot of times when people aren't specific who the demographic is, the movie is a piece of shit. Like more often than not. Yes. But Donner seems to be able to do it. He, uh, you know, and that's, you know, obviously, you know, we talk about our favorite directors in the, in the show all the time, Tarantino or Scorsese. And, you know, Scorsese makes Goodfellas that made 40 million in the box office. Yeah. Obviously, it's had a huge second life. But even though still, it's still to a kind of a very targeted male demographic. It's, sure. You know, a certain age. Donner's movies, I mean, could really appeal to, om- I know Lethal Weapon obviously had, was, was rated R, skewed older. Yeah. But even that movie, like, there is especially as the series went on, like Renee Russo's character got bigger, even sure. like women could go and enjoy that and maybe still get something. Yeah. Some enjoyment out of it. Uh, and where, you know, Scrooge, I think everyone can watch that and enjoy uh, yeah. it. You know, 888 again. Of course. Maybe, and this is about other, so, so this movie, I'm going to end up giving it a B plus, uh, but it's a very high B plus. I'm, I'm tearing A minus, honestly. Mm. It's, I think it's, it's just so, and obviously Spielberg had his fingerprints all over oh, of this. Of course, In yeah. fact, if you read yeah. some uh, some of the actors, Sean Astin, for instance, said that Spielberg was like literally like on set. Oh, really? Every day. And Donner's already done a bunch of stuff, so that's, that's a thing. little strange. Which is kind of cool because Donner and Spielberg were still friendly after this. So yeah. It wasn't like contentious. Yeah, which you'd think two pretty big egos 
I mean, not that those guys are bad guys, but both guys had major success by right. 1985. But this is way more Temple, you know, uh, Temple of Doom or, or Raiders than it is, you know, Superman. Like, yes, it's I would just, agree. So, and Spielberg's really kind of the, es- the, the expert man. over there. So, yes. so that does make sense. And if I were Donner, I'd probably look for Spielberg's insight too. And I mean, Spielberg's yeah. story. So, like, this was his idea. Yeah. And they gave the idea to Chris Columbus, who did who the script. It. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they had worked together too on Gremlins, right? Yep. We talked about that. Yep. So, um, so they had kind of that partnership already. And Spielberg was in this weird zone. We talked about Poltergeist with Gremlins, obviously. Joe Dante directed that. Poltergeist yep. was yep. directed by Toby Hooper, but yep. we both agreed that Spielberg probably directed it. Yep. And then with this, Spielberg was producing these major films, blockbuster films that were kind of geared for to kids, but yeah. also entertained adults. But he wasn't directing them. But yet he had his fingerprints all over them. Right. Which is interesting. It was this weird like mid '80s thing that he did. He kind of he kind of ditched by the '90s. He stopped doing this. Yeah. Um. He kind of just stuck to directing uh, once the '90s started. But um, for me and you, we also have obviously nostalgia end of this because we were kids when this came out. I'm oh, sure of course. It. I'm sure we probably thousand times on HBO. How many times have we seen Goonies? Yeah, I mean, a thousand times. I, yeah. I mean, it's probably no exaggeration that Matt and I combined probably have seen this movie a thousand times. I, I you know, at least parts of it. 500 times each. I mean, I, I just, I mean, it's, it was literally, uh, there were some weeks I would watch it like three, four times a week, which is always on. It was always like, on. It was the kids movie for us. Yeah. Our age. Yeah. Um, but even as an adult watching it, which I watched with a pretty skeptical eye, uh, I still was like, oh no, this is really entertaining. And I just hope that there are parents and I actually like to hear from parents. Are parents afraid to show this movie to kids? No. Would they I be? I hope not. I'm just thinking like watching the movie, like you watch it, like, shit, this is kind of fucked up. Like the very first scene is someone who's pretending to hang themselves in a prison, prison cell. You know, the kids are swearing. They're, you know, playing tricks on, are, on the yeah. maid. Um, you know, a, a statue's dick falls off. <laughs> right. Like, you a know, very funny scene, actually. Very funny. Very, like, funny. very funny. You wouldn't, and actually, you wouldn't see that, right? You wouldn't see that today. No way. Yeah, no you wouldn't way see any of those things that. today. No. Um, oh, very funny. Like, I was laughing out. I, yeah, I was laughing. You know, I laughed out loud when I was talking when I was five or six. Yes. I laughed out loud at 41. The same joke. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty hard to do. It, it is hard to do. It was pretty funny. Um, so this so is they a, put it on backward, upside down. That, I was, I mean, I, it's funny. Why is that making, like, that made me laugh. It's my mom's favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's so good. And then it fell into the Groucho Marx impression. Like, yes. it's, just, it's just funny. It's just, yeah. it's just entertaining. It's, it's just, there's nothing. It, it hits every mark. But there is, to hit. but you're to your point too, with the kids, like there's danger. Um, there's danger like you know danger, there's sloth too like you'd never i mean it's so weird it's so weird this movie is so fucking bizarre like i'm watching it and like, you know they go into the fratellis like that busted up restaurant that they have and it's like this is what do, I, I was watching I, I was turning to laura and i was like this is a weird fucking movie it's super weird like this is like a strange thing like i don't remember a movie you know like we talk about indiana jones obviously there's some there's some sort of um uh, what's going for it? There's, you know, there's DNA there's parallels and yeah, yes, sure. of of thatness for sure. But if you just kind of look at just the bones of this movie, it's a very strange, fucking super movie. strange. But I, don't, that, I don't think it's and then the whole sloth character, yes, is fucking bizarre. Like you know, after ET came out, we had movies like Mac and Me. We had Flight of the Intruder. You had movies that kind of copied that idea. Some did it better, probably in Tuner. Some did it worse, Mac and Me. You mean like Adventure Kids and yeah, some yeah. space and yeah. aliens or whatever yeah. or something? This is kind of that whole thing. Yeah. But with this. Like, I don't know if it was because it's so fucking bizarre. No one even tried to replicate it or if, if we just never, I mean, they couldn't even make a sequel to this. It got all fucked up. So, um, yeah. How do you make a buddy kids movie going on an adventure together like this? But also the same like tone of just like comedic, also kind of scary, also exciting and also just fucking str- like funny and str- like yeah. strange funny. I just like comedic, but like just bizarre and weird. Yeah. 
Like, this is a weird movie. It's very weird, which makes sense because you think Gremlins with uh, with uh, a, a with Columbus. Comp. Again, it's just... That's a great comp, actually. And even though, like... There's Gremlins a lot of the fucking weird. It's very weird, and but there, there's a lot of the same feelings throughout. Yes, there are. Yeah, there where, are. There, where there's some danger, and there's some humor, and, you know, there are repercussions, and it's dark in some you spots. You have, like, weird inventions. And weird inventions. Right. Dad and Data. Yeah. It actually is a really good comp. Um, that's true. Both movies, I guess maybe that's the Columbus Spielberg, like, magic. They make these, like, really weird yet entertaining movies that everyone can enjoy. It must have been fun for them to think about. Everything, well, everything with Gremlins and everything with this exudes fun. Yeah. Now, I know sometimes the kids were obnoxious on set. Yeah. And I know, like, you know, Richard Donner kind of had to, like, kind of get him in line a little bit. But it sounds like, generally, it was a set of a lot of fun. Now, the City Opera music video was, like, it was kind of a nightmare. But, yeah, yeah, that Opera and Donner didn't get along. There was some, some stuff there. But, like, the actual set, it sounds like was a really fun experience. And by all accounts, the Gremlin set was kind of fun. Like, Judge Reinhold was kind of having some fun. And sure. Zach Gilligan, I guess, is, like, a friendly enough guy to be around. And Phoebe Cates. And yeah. it was just kind of a fun situation. And, yeah, I guess that's probably the closest comp to Goonies I can have is Gremlins. Yeah, because what else is what else is happening? Like, I mean, and, like, what else has there been like that? I know Gremlins 2 comes out, but that movie was not like Gremlins 1 yeah, or like this. I don't it remember that one. It was mocking, like, the idea of sequels. Yeah, you told me that's, that it was a spoofy movie. Yeah, it's almost It like wasn't Dante again. Who, who did that? I don't remember who did it, but I it was... I think it was Joe Dante again. Was it? But it, I don't think Spielberg was as involved. Yeah. Um, but it was, um, it was almost like mocking sequels. And it's yeah. actually pretty funny. Right. But it's not... It's, it's not, not like Gremlins this. Dark. That's more yeah. Naked Gun than, than Gremlins. Even. Yes, I see. Um, so, what do you think about this movie? I think it's a B. So, and I think it's I think it's very good. Um, but I had my adult critical eyes on. I, it feels a little manipulative in spots. Like I remembered it different. I remembered that there were all these adventures and there were all these traps. And there's really like two traps. No, there's a few. No, there's a few. But that. but you know what? I, but I, but it's also I think it was the way that it was written. Where after the first trap. Um, you got uh, you got Sean Astin saying, "Oh, one-eyed Willie, like you really got us again." And it's like he kind of builds up that it's it's been this long process when it really hadn't been that long of a well, process. It really right has now. though, and that's where things got cut out. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so there's a tell to this, by the way. If you don't believe me, if you think I'm a liar, Carano probably thinks I'm a liar. I don't. <laughs> what? Uh, no, at the end of the movie, um, uh, Andy. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the redheaded girl uh, who's, who's very all the kids I think do a great job yeah they do a good job and uh, they're, she's telling they're kind of like telling the parents what happened and she's like there was an octopus yeah yeah but we never saw an octopus because, I, th- I thought I just took it as he was he was uh, I think it was Data no who was it was Chunk who said that I think no it was Andy and then Chunk said something oh, it was else Andy. or somebody oh. said something else like oh there was um, something that actually happened there was a giant pirate ship yeah yeah so, yeah so like wait, the kids aren't lying I don't understand what the, because there was a scene with an octopus I didn't know that there were, in fact the original script is like 120 pages which is pretty long for a kids yeah. action movie whatever this is whatever, I don't know what the fuck this is but whatever this movie is, um, is but that's a, that's a long script for any movie um, usually it's a page a minute but once you get over 100 it's just, that's just it starts to get lengthy yeah um, because a lot of a script too is describing characters but if you've already described the characters you don't need to keep doing that right after so 100 pages what else do you have but there's it, this, the script just seemed extraordinarily long yeah. i guess they shot a lot of the stuff um but then wow. you know they this movie is 114 minutes which is very long for a it is long. movie um and uh they, they trim stuff well that's so, why okay right so, so there it, were yeah it, there it, were some stuff that i actually would have li- i would have liked a little more of that eh, i would have liked a little more of that do you think it was too much enough. no but i mean i think you could have what do you trim out 
Well, maybe that Troy stuff is kind of ridiculous. Like you don't I need him. Like it. I know it is fun to see uh, to see Josh Brolin on the little bike pedals and laughs off and just go wee over there. That's a great scene. I do buy that those girls would go back to see if he's okay because it was so fucked up. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. He went over a cliff. Yeah. So I do believe they'd be like, all right, what what happened here? We got to go. We see if he's okay. Like pull over. Uh, and I, you know, I'm sorry. I know it's stupid. I know it couldn't happen. I know it's completely ridiculous. But I laughed when I was six. I laugh now. The stuff with the pipes and toilet. That's funny. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, and no, 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 it's it's funny enough. I just don't think it's really like if that weren't there, I wouldn't miss it. I mean, if there were a little bit more of the adventure part, I wouldn't miss that part. There was enough other funny stuff going on. You suck. You suck. You don't like anything at all to do with. I just don't know why they were grabbing. A, no, it's not at all. I don't. I just didn't understand the point of let's grab on the pipes right now because they think they're going to alert people. It's just this weird That's scene. Just a weird scene. Like, I, like, <laughs> I don't even know. All those old men are in the shower. Yes. Like all that stuff to me is just funny. It's just a strange thing in a movie. It's a very strange thing. It's like new peepholes for the fucking men. <laughs> it was so weird. I, I enjoy that scene. It makes me laugh. I bet you did. It's yeah, very seen funny. the old men naked like that. I bet you did. Do you really want to go down that oh. road? Jesus Christ. Do you really? I don't think so. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. No, but I think I that's Toronto uh, using gay jokes against me. Like, is that, <laughs> no, it was old jokes against no, you. you elderly you people. See o- older people. I know you, you have an affinity for older folks. Naked, apparently. Yeah, naked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> old people. But I don't think they needed that. You might have laughed at it, but but I would have I would have taken. Any, you don't need fucking sloth this movie either. But he's great. I would have taken some octopus scene. Is all I'm saying. I would have taken the little octopus scene. A little more of the adventure would have been fine. Oh, you like the octopuses? Do you? You like naked octopuses? Yes. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, I did. did I ever tell you about like the Natural History Museum? In the did we talk about this in San Francisco Park? There's a giant, a giant squid in in this like tank. Yeah, and uh, it was like he was he was like twenty feet fucking long. Yeah, it's like a little little tank. And the motherfucker got out. Oh, got, the squid got out? Yes. While you were there? No, not when I was there, oh. but like sometime afterward, it got out. It like squeezed out of its uh, somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what happened? Well, they caught him and brought him back in, but they oh. lost him for like 24 hours. And no other fucking. Where he went? I can't remember where they found him. Somewhere else, because it it's a it's a it's we t- I think we talked about this, but it's in Golden Gate Park, and it's this natural it's astronomy. Uh, what's it called? As astronomy. When you see the planetarium. Natural History Museum and something else, and so there's like an animal section of it, and the squid was there. This, and he got out. The squid get out after you saw him. Yeah, yeah. Was he trying? Imagine he was trying to find you. I think he was. I think he's yeah. like, oh, that's 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 my buddy. That's my buddy. Or he Matt. hated you. He did not hate me. Well, we don't know. I didn't like tap on the glass or mm, anything. Yeah, I just looked at him and said, hey, you're you're good looking, and he said, thank you. That's weird. Yeah. I uh, hitting on uh, wasn't hitting on it. Yeah. I was building up his confidence. He was, was he was trapped. I went to a uh, aquarium in Florida, a Tarpon Springs, mm. and uh, you walk in. It was like it was almost like a like a um like a carnival like funhouse kind of place. Like, it was it wasn't like like you know aquariums like like the ones we're used to. I'm sure yeah. like you know Boston or whatever yep. or New York. They're nice, you know. Yeah. But like this was like kind of like ram shackle kind of a shit. But you walk in and there was a shark like in like a tiny tank. Oh. And they were, I'm like, this, this kind of, like, it kind of bummed me out. I'm like, I don't really like this. Like, it's just kind of sad. He, he looks like kind of pissed. He's like, oh, yeah. Kind of like, he's he, nowhere to go. He's going around. And they're like, oh, do not tap on the glass. But then if you, uh, three o'clock, we'll put someone like in there with him. And put like, someone in it's there kind of with like him? a stunt. It's almost like a freak show kind of thing. And, they, oh. and he's in there. I'm like, I don't know. I don't but like they're that. like, you cannot tap on the glass. Cause like, like that would like anger the shark. I don't, I wouldn't want to. I'm do like, ah, I'm good. I, I, I usually like it. So I hate zoos. We've talked about that. Yeah, yeah, I I'm hate zoos are pieces yeah, of shit. Like yeah. fuck zoos. But I do like aquarium, usually like aquariums. I, 
because yeah, you don't get the fisher trap you just don't like it's not that it's usually there's like way more space it's yeah. like it makes more sense mm-hmm. for for fish to be like that like the, they have more room whereas you see a tiger in a cage it's I like know. the worst i know you know they can't roam i no, I don't, I don't like that they they need like acres they need miles of space that they can mm. run through and hunt i agree i don't, I don't like yeah. that but usually aquariums are better like they feel feels like there's more space and they have more to do uh what was oh sea world in um Florida is pretty good because you go under. Remember they in Jaws three? Yeah, but they're like uh, they don't treat the dolphins. Don't have any space there. That's they thing. don't. Oh, they, they, I, they, last time I was they, there, they was had a kid. whole documentaries about how horrible. Oh, sea world is. really? You didn't know that? I, oh, you know what? It's blackfish, right? Yeah, is that yeah, what it's called? Yeah, I've never it's seen it, but it. But, yeah, uh, I guess like yeah, yeah. I guess I just like, like the like when you go underneath, like in the water, like under the whole. They've got the fish above you and stuff. I, like I saw this area. picture. Like they had like a like a like a um a drone shot of SeaWorld over there. Yeah. And they're like, this is the parking lot. <laughs> it's like huge. Like this is where the dolphin lives. It's like the size of like a oh, thimble. And no. Like, oh no. Oh. oh no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. SeaWorld. Right. Yeah, Screw yeah, SeaWorld. Like, all right. I hate them all. Every, everyone's horrible. It sucks. Yeah, it's not good. I get it when people want to preserve, you know, animals are wounded or whatever. They won't have a good life. They live in a zoo. Okay, fine. But just to like capture and be on, you know, spectacle. I'd rather preserve than mm show them off i guess i don't know they got to make money though somehow i guess if they're hanging on to these animals yeah, I don't know. yeah whatever should we go back to uh the goonies good transition man good segue well, okay you tell me your segue then tell me how you would have segued <laughs> i was kind of hoping you would just to make fun of yours exactly i was waiting right. for you to do it yeah shit on you thank you yeah you're welcome okay squid yes that was a transition okay um do you think the kids did a good job acting wise is anybody that was weak or exceptionally strong Okay, I thought Sean Aston's very good. He's very good. Um, I think I'm a little Feldman's Feldman out. Like he's like too much of a ham. He's good, but he's too much of a ham. And I think I've seen him in so many things too. Like right, he just goes on a run after well, this, where he well, goes like he's drive. in Gremlins. He's course. in Gremlins, and then yes. he does Stand by Me right after this, which is he's very good in Stand by yes, Me. Yes, and then he just kind of it kind of, in my opinion. I know it's it Lost Boys, but it just kind of falls apart. Yeah, I'm not a big Lost Boys guy, but. Uh, License to Drive, Dream yeah, Little, well, Dream Little Dream is a weird one. Do you, do you remember that one? Yeah, vaguely. He's, he's really. in his like full Michael Jackson garb for that movie. Like that yeah. was that was kind of the deal. It's that's kind of it gets weird. But so I don't I don't particularly. I think, l- I think it's fun though. I think he's goodness. I yeah, I think he's a little. I like the character. He's a little much for me, but he's fine. He's good. I think all the kids are good. Some are better than others. Uh, Aston's as very good. And Jeff Cohen's very good at chunk. Oh my God. Yes. He's great. Uh, and I love data too. I'll, you know, a short round. Like I just, he's, I, I love that actor. So I, uh, just read a really interesting story that came out today. You know, Richard Donner had just died by the time we taped this only a week earlier. Yeah. So, um, all these great Richard Donner stories are popping up left and right. And, uh, I just read one actually right before I came over here. So Jeff Cohen, um, you know, he, not a traditional reading man looks no um you know uh you know heavy kid and everything he obviously plays chunk and, and does a great job but uh, there just weren't a ton of parts for him so uh i guess he grew up in a single parent house his dad wasn't around and um he wanted to go to college to be like entertainment lawyer i was like wait i, I want to go to and become become a lawyer and he was doing his best he could he was like trying to get schools see what schools he could potentially go to he sure. like, did pretty well in school but he was just trying to get maybe working to scholarships. There wasn't as much money as maybe yeah. some other folks have. And he went to Richard Donner and said, Hey, do you mind writing me a letter of recommendation? It would go a long way to some of these schools, especially for entertainment law. He said, absolutely. And Richard Donner then started like calling up some of Jeff Cohen's teachers and looking at the schools that he was at and found out he was an incredible student. And was a really good Aww. kid. And Richard Donner is actually like, you know what, Jeff, we're actually going to pay for your college. 
That's awesome. And Jeff Cohen said, like, it was a complete, it changed his life. He's like, mm-hmm. it allowed me to uh, start off like fresh and not have all of this Tons debt. Of debt. He's like, I was really worried about even paying semester by semester. How sure. am I going to do this? He's like, this allowed me now to spend more time studying. This allowed me to, he's like, it completely gave me a, instead of having to work two or three jobs, potentially. No, you can just concentrate summer, on I could school. Focus on school. Yeah. He's like, it completely changed oh, my life. Oh, that's so good. And, um, you know, Richard Donner never, obviously, you know, Jeff Cohen thanked him, but you know, this never came out until after he died because like Richard Donner never Just promoted him. this. Corey Feldman also said that Richard Donner was a close thing he had to a father oh. um, and was like one of those guys in Hollywood. He said Hollywood, Corey Feldman famously, he said Hollywood had really kind of screwed him over a lot of different ways and there's been a lot of weird stuff, allegations of, of all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But he said Richard Donner was the one guy he felt was kind of always looking out for him, which is funny. He didn't mention Spielberg. He mentioned Donner. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like as fucked up as things got for Corey Feldman, um, uh, you know, some other people had some success and some, you know, Marsha Plimpton was Keith Carradine's daughter. Right. So she came from some money. Um, she's a very good actress. She is. So, you know, you have some people that kind of had different, different routes, but they, all, the cast seems to get along. They even did a, a, I know it was about 10, 15 years ago, but they did all did the commentary for the movie together. Sure. Like there seems to be a real camaraderie and, and that's a sign of a good set. Yeah. It's a sign of like, especially kids who could, you know, maybe could get jealous or, you know, so-and-so has more lines than you, whatever. Yeah. But everyone just seemed to get along. Um, it's they're, pretty cool. And, I, and you feel it on screen. Yeah, you do. I mean, they all look like they're having a good time. They do. Part of it's kind of annoying because they're all talking over each other the entire time. But that's what kids would do. So I read a review of this movie, and that's exactly what the critic said. The critic says, you know, it was really annoying going to watch this movie because all of these kids kept talking. I'm not talking about the audience. I'm talking about the, the actors. Yeah, exactly. Um, I actually like that. It feels real to me. It does feel real. That's what kids do. It's it's so just hard. Do. It's just hard as you're if you're an adult watching that and you're like you know these are just kids. kids. So it's it's a little bit harder, but it looks real. It looks real. It feels real, and I think some of the stuff they're saying is very funny. So I don't mind it. And I kind of actually it makes the movie more rewatchable because you're you so much stuff you maybe wouldn't catch the first sure. time. I mean, that's why we were attracted to it when we were younger, growing up. Like oh wow, we can watch the movie a bunch of times. And I didn't catch mouth said that that time, or yep. I didn't catch that you know that face that data made or whatever yeah um because there's so much going on there's so much like and that's why the script is so big too i think there was so many lines there was just a lot of shit going on yeah. they well, jam in so much in this movie they really do and if, but if you're a kid you kind of feel like you're with them though because that's how that's how you it totally would be with your butt like your buddies would it, that's how it would be everybody's all hyperactive and like bouncing off the wall and fucking talking a million miles a minute that's that's how it would be it feels so real you yeah. feel like you you even as an adult watching like wow you kind of you almost regress. You kind of right. You feel like a goonie. Yeah, like you feel like part of that group. It's 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 a real accomplishment by Donner. It's a real accomplishment by Spielberg and Columbus with the script. And it's a yep. real accomplishment by the kids. Yeah, everyone does their job really well, and that's why I feel bad. This movie would be plus because everything this movie is, you know, seeking out to do, in my opinion, is hitting home runs on. Yeah, it's doing a lot of good stuff. I also hate the foreclosure storyline. I think it's dumb. Like you're not going to foreclose on a whole area and turn it into a golf. Like that's not going to happen. You're going to display how to foreclose on all of them. That means there's some sort of eminent domain because not everybody, all of these people can't pay their mortgage. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It, okay. It's just kind of annoying. Well, like you could, you don't need it either. You're just, you can have a group of friends. There could be another compelling reason why they want money or they just want the adventure and the money just happened. Like they get the jewels at the end. Anyway, it doesn't, you don't need that as the motivating factor. Kids want to go on adventures. They want to see cool shit. I think it's not as far-fetched as you think. So the the idea is that the uh, 
Josh Brolin and Sean Astin's family hadn't paid their mortgage in a while. Yeah, that makes sense, but not every single one of those right, families. They said this is the first house, and I think the idea is if they can get one, then they can start buying out other people. It would make sense. So I know someone in Summersworth is a Walmart. I know the last people to hold out. Mm-hmm. So at one point, there was this giant dirt mound. They were building construction around it before they actually had... But their house was still standing. Yeah, uh, and they and they, they were very wise to hold out. They actually got paid like triple what the house worth. They ended up buying this beautiful new home. Yeah. Um. But uh. But that's how it started with them too. I believe that Walmart was. Walmart had a couple houses. They oh this area we can foreclose on, and we just buy a real house. I can see that in one situation. They do like, say in the movie this is the first one. Yeah, they might have. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So okay. I was listening for it because now you know I didn't honestly I didn't remember that one. But the dominoes weren't that wasn't good. that would have been a ten year plan for them and it's it just it didn't it sounded like the way they made it presented was they were they were all not going to be together. It wasn't just Sean Astin's family's moving to blah blah. Well, because Data was talking one. about Detroit going yeah. to Detroit. So maybe his family's having a tough time. But that was I obviously mean, a terrible inventor. We saw that. Yeah, we did. They, I mean, they had such a nice relationship is, though. I'm start having a little thing uh, when you just. Carano's nitpick. Carano's nitpick. Oh, is that your new song? Another creative one. Just not, that's not it's, on the nose. It's at not all. a song. It's an alert. Oh, it's an alert. I'm alerting the fans. I can't of tell the difference between to know when you're just you're, shut you're, up. You're you nitpick. You nitpick all the I time. Don't. Too. I, I you do. You're a really impressive. Oh, you of course or, you would say that. I have impressive thoughts yeah, about the plot. Of course you would say that. <laughs> you mean Roger? You are. Oh, it's God, true. I'm gonna try to. It's true. You are really impressive. Foreclosures of Goonies. You're really impressive. You really you know, you know, it's a, you know what's funny? You know this movie, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to like this. Yeah, uh, and I'm kind of curious to hear your take on it. Yeah, sure. Sandlot. In what way? Well, yeah. Well, just because you got a bunch of friends and they're well, all having yeah, an adventure. It also feels real. Like the kids feel real. It feels this feels a lot realer to me. This these feel these these guys they they well, feel like they feel like kids. Well, like it feels uh, realer in some regards, maybe, but in other ways they're like they're fighting well, pirates. Yeah, yeah, the right. I don't mean that. I mean their bond and their relationship. Oh, I think the bond with the Sandlot kids feels just as real. It doesn't. I think it's I maybe think, it's just because it's the fifties, or that's what they're trying to go for that 60s, that time. Or sorry, yeah, the sixties that time. 60s, yeah. Um, whereas this feels like our youth a little oh, more. Yeah, oh, totally. So that, that could be part of it. But if you're a kid now watching it, you don't relate to either time period. Hopefully, movies are both movies are fun. Feel you like know what I mean? The way that they related each other, related with each other in the Goonies, was a lot more real well, than for us because we are of that generation. But I'm guessing, I know, I'm sure kids don't talk like that now to each other. I'm sure maybe they're more PC or I don't know. Who knows what the fuck kids talk about now? But you know what I mean. But well, it wasn't just that. I just think the way that the, I don't know. It it didn't feel the same way. This felt like camaraderie to me. I feel like Sandlot does too. I guess maybe and maybe that's why you didn't like it. I, mean, I was trying to uncover why you don't like Sandlot. Oh, it's a piece like of shit this. movie, but. The- but like, but to me, I feel like these are. I hate two, the mom. You hate the mom. Yes, Karen Allen. Ter- Karen Allen's a terrible very, man. She's not. She's a fine job. Memory. It's not a reason not to. Like yeah. Um, but uh, in my opinion, like for uh, if one, if in theory, I, except for Matt, if one person likes one movie, I'm guessing they probably like the other. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, there's she, way more adventure in this one, though. There's course, way more stakes. Kids fight basically. It was like they're fighting pirates and shit. <laughs> well, they're fighting a fake dog with that big ass fake paw. <laughs> another bad james earl jones character too the poor guy another terrence man because terrence man makes no oh, sense on. he makes no sense there's no need for him in the plot let's just oh let's shoehorn james earl jones uh in woohoo he was darth vader let's do this i'm upping your death to 10 percent how do you not feel the dream to end on the same sentence <laughs> because but both occurrences you have, you have james times. earl jones you have james earl jones who doesn't belong there he doesn't belong in either one You're of those awful. films you don't belong in the show don't belong they don't belong in the plot at all uh, he's so the worst. stupid 
Uh, no, but it, I, so for me, those movies, the movies are yeah. fairly similar, not as similar in tone as like we're talking about with gremlins, but just similar in, I see the camaraderie yeah. and the kids, uh, uh, feel, feel somewhat real to me. The, the, honestly, I was watching like, man, like this is a movie I would love. I, I would be very excited to show my kid. Like, yeah. You know, like, I think that would, yeah, like, I, I think kids would still respond I, I, to I, it. I just hope parents are still allowing their kids to watch it i can't imagine like i don't man parents nowadays you know i i i I knock the baby boomers a lot in this show and it's all well deserved because baby boomers are a terrible generation but they were much better at parenting like our generation fucked it all up yeah we we are just like helicopter parents we're all over our kids shit all the time like everything everything's like you know everything's like a a piece you know walking on glass i know just just you have kids riding around on bikes everyone's right. you know it, it, you know kids are just being kids yeah they're all home alone or they're all off on adventures yes. with other parents around i mean come on like it just you know yeah sometimes they're gonna fuck up they're gonna you know uh, they're gonna be assholes they're gonna but like that's kind of how you learn too yeah i, I just like uh I was just like watching. It was like it was so nice to see a world too. Like oh, there's no fucking phones, no internet, no screens. The kids just like, went out and had an adventure. Like, they would never happen now. Like they would just play that Minecraft sucks. and yeah, home. that sucks. I know because I like going out and having. You all be on headsets. They wouldn't all go into this house. Yeah, it's just like this. Like, and obviously I'm nostalgic for it because it's my youth. You know, so I get that. So maybe like, oh, it's a lot better now because of this. And maybe kids do enjoy it now more. I don't know. But for me, watching it as a 41 year old guy, I was like, oh man, it kind of sucks. The kids nowadays can't enjoy it i guess the same way i did i guess yeah that makes any sense that was that pushover dad too no one signing not today awesome not ever he was such a pushover though so he was cool. like a rips, wet noodle rips up all the paper. i know i was like what are you i doing? think when he rips it up and throws it up somebody else throws paper as well because <laughs> you watch it it isn't quite dumped matched. like there's not that much paper up there and all of a sudden yes. all paper probably uh, was um oh let's talk about sloth we gotta talk about sloth okay sloth is awesome oh my god i thought you know in my memory there was a lot more sloth yeah, me too. There really wasn't much sloth in this movie at all, but he's so great. He's so great. That you... He's pro- How is it long as he else for five minutes? Yeah, more than that, but um, you don't really... He doesn't talk until like like an hour ten in this movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, I... The relationship between sloth and chunk it's is, amazing. is legitimately like... It's moving. Almost makes me well up. Yes, of course. When it's like, you can live with me now, I'll take care of you. Yes, oh my God. Yeah, it's, that's crushing. It is. Yeah, it's crushing. It's like... Or when he's holding, you know, Sloth's holding up the the uh, the boulder, and they're all escaping yeah. through his legs, and and uh, and Chunk, and Chunk just back. Reach, reaches back and like, you know, come on, you got to come on, and uh, you know, and they say that they love each other, and then kind of crushes down on it's, on Sloth, and we don't know if he's going to be okay. It's really it, he's he's awesome. And then the scene with Ann Ramsey, Ann Ramsey by the way, fantastic in this. Uh, she's Mama Fratelli. Yeah. Oh uh, my god, yeah. If anyone doesn't know, and. Um, when he's like, oh, she sings the lullaby. She's like, oh, the the cradle will <laughs> fall. fall. He's like, oh, fall, and he freaks out. And uh, but like, you, you it's ridiculous. You know, if you just look at it from just a screenshot, it looks ridiculous. But if you, but if you're invested in the movie, and you're kind of all in. Like, that's a really fucking moving scene too. It is. Um, oh, and then you have actors like Robert Davies, who's and very Joey good, oh. and Joey Pants. I know. I mean, you know, so with, you, the with the dupe, oh, it's so good. Which is uh, a Sopranos. Uh, I don't say callback, but Sopranos kind of calls back to that. I yeah. don't give any else away there. But uh, so this, it was kind of a fun tale to watch in 2021. This, this might be my. No, he was in that. Well, this might be my favorite movie that Joey Fugitive. Pants has been in. What? He's in Fugitive. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. He's so good in this, though. He's green. He's a small role, but he's so good at yeah. dude. How awesome is Robert Davies voice? Oh my God. He is a legit singer. Like this guy scary. is fucking pipes and he's scary. I know. I know. So he's a great singer and scary at the same time. Yes. It's really impressive. He is. He is a phenomenal singer, 
The, the fratellis are legitimately scary. Yes, and they're yeah, they're awesome. And you're like, this is like scary for an adult movie. Like, I wouldn't want to be trapped in there with them. And then like they lock the trunk is locked in the freezer with the cork. <laughs> with the, oh my god! And it's like this is like not a kids movie. This no. is like legit like scary horrible situation for anybody. Yes. And like that's the thing is like I don't think you see kids movies nowadays. And maybe I'm wrong. I'm not a kid. And obviously I'm gonna like movies from my youth more. I, I understand that. But do you see kids nowadays and like legitimately? terrifying yet somewhat realistic to some extent situations I, I don't know if you do probably not we certainly haven't encountered any on this show six cents uh yes still, i mean still 20 years I, ago, i'm sorry i meant in a kid's movie six cents radar oh yeah that's radar. So, right i'm talking about a movie that kids would see in the theaters i don't know not like the audience what i'm saying not like this no i don't think so and you know does that I you know I do wonder does that toughen up a generation a little bit does that make you a little bit more willing to kind of roll with stuff I mean Gen X um, you know we are kind of generation that we don't protest we don't really do much uh, uh, but yet we also just go to work and try to do you know we kind of just try to do the right thing we just want to be left alone and well, we had a lot of independence too because like, yes, we had we're probably the most independent generation I would think so um, you know and yeah obviously for farmers in eighteen eighty more but regardless. But in recent past, we kind of just go our own way, do our own thing, want to be left alone. And, uh, but usually more or less kind of play by the rules. Um, but I wonder if like something like, you know, watching these things at a young age does kind of toughen you up a little bit. I think so. It must on some level, or just toughen you up, maybe not internally or actually, but like to media. No, when we saw, we knew, we knew this was a dead guy when we saw this in 1985. Of course you did. Yeah. made no bones about it. Right. So we knew, we knew the implications of that. Yeah. I, Yeah. And we know they're trapped in this like basement with killers above them. It's a, that's like a scary scene. And John does a great job with light. He uses them walking mm. across those wooden planks, mm-hmm. and it's it's Hitchcockian. It's very suspenseful. Yeah, Donner can do an action scene with Superman in the same movie. That's why Superman I think is so great. It's kind of another movie all for every. It's for everybody. You right. have action. You have comedy. You have you know heartwarming stuff. It has everything. This movie had us too in a lot of ways. It, it did. Yeah, um, it has it has it all. I I, I don't I don't know. This movie's re- I, I'm. I, I really am contemplating A minus here. It's just, it's just, I just don't know. Like to say it's as good as a Bronx Tale nah. from a film. I don't know. But honestly, though, like it does what it's doing better than a Bronx Tale. If that makes any sense. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't know. That, that that's that's hard. That's uh, that might be too much. I just feel like if this is good, I give it a B. I know I'm this, not. I'm not going to grade as. I know what I'm going to give us an A. Fuck it, A minus. Oh, because if I'm not going to give this an A minus. Then like what kids movie am like you you have yeah but you have to a curve but yes you, have to, you can't write you can't do it like that though no you have to it's why? how your opinion of not as a we're not grading things as a genre we're grading things as a movie ah! that's our rules so a B I just a B plus feels weak because this is a generally entertaining movie and it is entertaining but I'm there's going my fuck you. Don't it's your rules too. <laughs> I know, but it, it, but entertain me. Fine, but it's now really you're just good. fine, but you're being a hypocrite. I don't know if I am. It really, I really was entertained by this, and I, I did not. I I I said it, it is entertaining. It is entertaining. The only reason I think someone might argue my A minus, um, it's not genre specific. The thing I'm kind of like the other reason I kind of was leaning toward B plus is I'm a little worried about nostalgia sunglasses. Yeah, I can see that. No, and I, so I, I don't know how you it, help It's that, been though. so long since I've seen this movie that I, I, a lot of that turned off for me. I don't know if it did for me, though. It did for me. Oh, you, I, might, you probably have a more, more vivid, your, your memory's better with this sort of stuff. With everything. Some things. Every, other than the color of something, my memory's the incredible. The color of something. I, I, I'm really bad with that. You can really? say, what was that car? I have no idea. A car could drive by. Like right now? Like right now, and three seconds later, Chris, what color is that car? I don't know. 
So what do you, you remember it in black and white or you just like put polka dots on it? How does that, how does that work? It just, that's not how my, I recall things. It's very much like facts and figures and, uh, but how would you picture it in your head? If a car left, would you I, just I assign a, a color to no, it? No, I could, I could take a picture of the color. I could tell you what make a model yeah. it was, but I couldn't tell you a color. I have a hard time with color, but would you remembering, remembering color, excuse me, but you actually see it in a picture though, right? Like you see a I picture can if I choose to, right? Okay, so like, if you see it, yeah, I, I can't remember every. I don't know photograph memory. It's called flashbulb memory. Yes, I know. Well, I know, not, I know. my audience doesn't know that though. We've talked about. You have said that on the. Yes, on the show. I doubt they have. No one's doing Burrell's they transcript your- of our fucking shows, Matt. <laughs> Oh, maybe they should. I, it would be helpful. Some fucking gold. If you do, please send it to us. Yes, please. All right. we, we would, <laughs> no, but we I, for some that. reason, I, I just, I have a hard time. Can I just ask the questions? Though? Yeah. All so, right. but you, you do, you will recall it in like image form sometimes. So, like, how would you, would you assign a color to it in your head, even if it weren't the correct color? Yeah. You would say this is like red or, or like a pink. very vague color. Okay. Kind of washed out is like how you see like it. Gray green mix or something. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Like, yeah. Like very washed out. Yes. Okay. But like, but honestly, though, a car could drive by it could be orange, and if you like, I could remember it as green. Yeah, even like ten seconds earlier. I just, I just can't. But other than that, though, it's, it's it's quite impeccable. I mean, you are impressive. We've, it is. We've discussed this as anyway. Matt holds a phone and has nine screens in front of him. Yes, it is. Well, basically this one. But I know. It's I mean, funny. I'm mostly looking at you through through the whole time. But I just want to make sure I'm hitting the points I want to hit. I, I know. It's not, I'm it's trying not, to be prepared. Fair, you know what it's I'm doing? It's, it's not stuff. It's, it's not. Well, it's, it's like it's like a, a big strong guy like saying, "Oh, you can't yeah. lift that." It's like, well, no, yeah. I'm not big and strong. I can't. Right. You know, I, and I, I want to do the best it. I can. Right. Of course. Yeah. I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just busting balls. Are you? And I'm down. I'm now I'm down to seven percent. I want you dead. Really? That's pretty good. How about giving this a B plus? So not an A minus. I'm gonna go A minus. Uh, <sighs> I really do think that's hypocritical, but honestly, that's fine. I have to go with my core here, though. You're right. So you've kind of sold me, but it went backwards on you. It it's. It's the, what do you feel? Like, what do we feel about watching it? Like, I can put in all these lenses of like, oh, I don't want to do nostalgia. Uh, uh, you know, it is a kid. And you know, at the end of the day, I was genuinely entertained by it. It was entertaining. I really enjoyed it. Yep. And I had a smile on me the whole time. And I can't think of, I know you, we, we can't judge genre, but we, you, you, on some level, you kind of have to, on because you're comparing things. I can't think of too many movies like this that, Gremlins is a great comic. Gremlins, yeah. Did I give Gremlins a B plus? I think a B plus. Yeah. It's right there. Surprisingly good. I think Gremlins is better than this. Oof. It's just because it's so weird and it's just so weird. It's so weird and fun. It's it's weirder than this. You think Gremlins is better than this? Yeah, I do. More fun. I, I, if I, if I were asked, you know, and it's, it's the test of what would you watch right now if you could? Right. If I had to pick one. I mean, granted, we just did watch Gremlins, so that's that's not quite as fair, but you know what I mean. It's fair. Our audience may not, may not. Uh, I would want to see Gremlins again. I think it's so weird. <laughs> we have sloth here, though. It's so weird. Well, sloth, yeah. I think maybe you're right. I'm trying to think of like structure and how things are laid out. Although, we had a bunch of stuff cut out too. I had it's a true. bunch of stuff with the bank that was cut out. Yeah, that's right. Uh, a lot of Judge Reinhold scenes were cut out. Um, I guess I would give it to Gremlins by a fraction, like a time. They're honestly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah, and that's one thing too. If you're if you if you're a parent and your kids have seen Goonies and love it, definitely have them check out Gremlins. Or yeah, vice versa. and I'll stay sand a lot too. But, I, but in tone, they are the same. Um, yeah, yeah, because uh, yeah, bat the same. Yeah, people die in Gremlins. Like people. Yeah. Oh no, there's real stakes. Yeah, there's real stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, it's I think it's worse because you got the science teacher. That's a fucking. And you get you get and the blender. <laughs> Oh, and the microphone or the sorry, another microphone, the microwave, the microwave it, and the blender. That it, the mom's like has like a knife. Like, <laughs> yes. like this real. Yeah, it's real scary. That's there. a good one. Yeah, you should. If your kids can handle Goonies, try try, try Gremlins. Gremlins. See what happens. And if your kids can handle Gremlins, I think they can certainly handle Goonies. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Gremlins is scary. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. Yeah. All right. When did Aliens come out? Aliens. Aliens, the second one. Uh, eighty five, right? Yeah. So 86, right around eighty six. Okay, right around this time. So I saw that. I saw that as a kid too. 
Yeah, I don't think that's it's a different. Yeah, element. but that was because kids aren't at risk. What I mean, yeah, I know. Uh, no, in this, that's well, not that's true. Right, that's right. Yeah, Newt. Yes, the Newt. Yes, yes. Poor little Newt. Very relatable. Probably it's probably relatable for you. Some weird Shut kid up. around, pale and scrawny like you. Poor well, Newt. I'm not that pale. I was at the beach all week. Oh, well, yeah. when it was sunny out, fucking goddamn Stupid weather. Stupid weather. Oh, I'm really having it with the weather. I know you've, you've really been really bored weather. lately, and you've been bitchy. Because Ooh, you've been so bored. Not been good. Not I know. Been good. I'm sorry. Very down, Chris. Very sad. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least you get to come here Tomorrow and do a show with me. Tomorrow's rainy, too. Fucking goddamn I'm motherfucker. Out. And I don't care if it's rainy because I'm just going to be in the I ocean surfing anyway. It doesn't matter because I'll be in the ocean surfing. I'm going to be wet anyway. Really? It does not matter. You don't care at all? I mean, I'll be in the I'll be in the water. It won't matter. The only I mean, lightning will be a problem. Don't you wish lightning on me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm trusting you, giving you that information. <laughs> what's that i'm watching the lightning oh thunder. yeah that was a gunshot i'm, I'm, gonna, I was like, like, I'm gonna like watch the weather like oh, i hope i see little thunderbolts Ooh, lightning bolts oh. well, i'll give you something to do yeah, yeah. uh all right are we done with that uh, i think so so it's, it's I'm good think, i'm gonna take my aim i'm a um, it's b i yeah. think it's a good movie I'm right on the fringe it is definitely yeah. entertaining and so we both obviously recommend it yeah absolutely yeah. recommend it. definitely check it out if you're a parent like you know what if you're afraid you can just let your kid watch it we all grew up we all watch it we're I fine mean, just shut up stop, stop being it. like such a helicopter parent and just let them watch some shit let them go outside and play it's a movie that's it no one's gonna take your fucking kid Maybe they should if you're not going to let them watch no this fucking gonna, movie. No one wants, Maybe they no one should. Wants you're going to be that kind of parent. Just, a, just a, what? Just your kid needs a trophy. They say though, like uh, you know, they talk to parents our age who aren't helicopter. And they're like, even if I let my kid outside, though, like the neighbors will call the cops. Be like, oh, this kid's like just walking around. I would, and like you can't, you can't win. I, I totally actually understand that. That's, that is actually something that I, I really hate about the society. Oh like God. you are such a pussy that you can't have a conversation with a neighbor. Instead, you have to call a cops to uh, the cops oh, to have a conversation for you. No, the cops should be called when there's a violent situation. Other than that, like fucking grow up well, and go good, have a conversation. A good neighbor goes and like. Like have a conversation, have a camaraderie. Of course, a good neighbor does. Right, like, you know we're not call, we're not tattling on each other. I mean, no, that's it's, stupid. It's, it's, you know, think back to when we were kids. Like, don't tattle on your neighbors. Just go talk no, to them. My, I mean, so Jeez. I was in a don't, sub. Don't complain on Facebook vaguely. Yeah, that's stupid too. Like we know what you're talking about. Keep it you know. to yourself. You're just you're right. I, you're, yeah, I, I, talk I, to your fucking neighbors. That was that's one thing that that Jesus. was definitely true in my suburb life where the neighbors all like they knew the kids in the neighborhood yes. so they looked out for us of course i mean there was a bunch of kids in my neighborhood we all played outside like f- you know football and hockey and all that shit outside or roller hockey and like they would they, you, everybody would if there was trouble like everybody would just see it and help i'm in kind of the suburbs you're in the way but in new york it's probably like that oh absolutely but actually in my area we all right this we all kind of we all know each other we all yeah for, you know, like no each other like no, but like Super knew who well. the kids were, you know, like, knew who the right. parents and were. If it was a weirdo guy, creepy, like if I saw you walking around neighborhood, yeah, I'd be like, hey, buddy, what's going on? You know, we, you know, what's going on? You want to hang out? Is, no, is no, what, no, is no how you say it. Yes. Hit the brakes now, you hobo or whatever. You, you know? hobo. <laughs> what? I, just imagine, I have a job. I imagine you coming to, <laughs> into the neighborhood like all like dirty, like with one of those like sticks. You've never seen me dirty with a stick. You're not. But I'm imagining this. Yeah. Well, that's a dumb way to imagine because it never happened. Um. Yeah, so let Hobo them, Carano, someone get on that for me. Help me out. Yeah, like, that'll go far. <laughs> I don't want to see. <laughs> Hobo Carano, someone can please make this art for me. Art. That'll laugh. That'll laugh. <laughs> There'll be two tweets and then they'll fold because they're stupid. I just, I just want one. <laughs> you just want one. I'll just tweet it every day. <laughs> There'll only be one tweet. It won't matter. 
Hobo Carano. Fine, make a Hobo Chris too, and we'll no, battle. No, no, yeah, let's no. do Hobo Carano and Hobo Chris. No, what a shock! No, Carano Hobo Carano and Hobo jokes. Chris, and then just have us like go at it. That's fine. Go do that. It. Do that. Bum fights. <laughs> Stab each other. <laughs> oh God, Jesus. Uh, uh, you want to talk some two tours? Yeah, let's talk to two. Let's talk to two. You should definitely talk two tours. I know. You're like their number one. Uh, well said, Matt. Yeah. Uh, so t- <laughs> two tourists has gummies, has drops, has uh, sugar, which Matt enjoys. Has uh, a salve. Has a salve. <laughs> which I would say wrong, salve. Uh, and uh, it, they have a new location uh, in Tennessee, a uh, retail location if you're in that area. Um, you know, we talk gummies all the time, but you know, any of these products they have, they have uh, carts for your vape pens. I don't know if I'm saying that yeah. right. Uh, I, I don't, I don't vape personally, but uh, they, I think they have like 510 different options. It sounds, it, they have anything you would need um, to have a nice relaxing evening. Yeah. They've got it. They have two tours.com and they've got it. They have and yeah, as you know, off free shipping. I was actually just talking with them uh, today. You talked to them on the phone and texting. Okay, that's uh, nice. Yeah, with Nick. Yeah, well, they're, I mean, they're our favorite sponsors. Do, uh, do they feel weird about having a relationship with you and not with me? Because that's weird. Oh, they hate you. They do not hate me. Fuck off. <laughs> no, I know Matt Matt always likes to tout all the things he does in this show. I, I Tout? Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah. Only when you're fucking busting me and saying you can replace me in, with one second. Like, oh, what? I know exactly who I go to replace you. Like, fuck off. So, I'm, 10 I'm sellers, if you're hearing this and Matt isn't, doesn't make it back to New Jersey, I'm just saying. Uh, no, Learn but, how uh, to produce the show, Tim. No, but I handle the, the sponsors or I, I t- you know, I I talk, yeah, yeah, I yeah. talk to people because you know, man, you know, we don't want him talking to people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but Nick's Nick's great. Well, I mean, uh, uh, but no, Nick, Nick's uh, and two tours is amazing. They've been super supportive. But you were texting um, with him. What, what was what was the I how much we hate you? No, uh, it was about uh, it was just, no, it was just about uh, it was just about like um, all the stuff the difference out there. I'm like, hey, because you know we hadn't done any reads in a couple months. I'm like, do you yeah. see anything? He sent me this list. I was like, oh my god, you guys have done so much just in the last two months between the retail store, right? Uh, and just think the gummies were new this year too, like this calendar year. I'm oh, pretty sure. No, you're exactly right. Right, like they are because people were asking for it, and they told us beforehand, hey, we got something coming up. Again, yeah, these gummies coming up. Right, like when when we started, I know they had they had the drops, they had the sugar. Yeah, they did. And they had South, the yep. and but since then they've like they've. Like so, you have basically what I'm saying. If you haven't like kind of checked out what they have, go check it out because they it, they might have extra stuff you could use. And right. the best thing is, it goes it's delivered right to your house and it's free shipping and it's ten percent off. Don't have to go anywhere. Promo code QW QW just once though. Just don't do QW QW. Do what the fuck was that QW? I was really trying to hit hit it home and I realized I could be confusing. So all right, shall we uh, move on? Oh, before we do, oh yeah, we didn't talk about the Cindy Opera song. It's a really good song. It is a good song. Did, did they, she does talk about the Goonies in the song, right? Well, because they didn't, the it didn't was, happen. It was supposed to be called Good Enough. Yeah, so and then it turned it right, right, so right, right. With, with this, you know, quick aside, real quick. So they gave Cindy Opera permission to basically um, curate the soundtrack to this movie. Yes. So that's why the Bengals are involved. The Bengals were no, no one knew who they were yet. Uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. And obviously Prince wrote, uh, was it Manic Monday? Yeah, right. That's right. So like, um, but City Opera kind of discovered them. And, um, uh, so she had, she put a bunch of people that she liked on the, on it. And, uh, the song was going to be called good enough. The record executive movie developed, uh, movie studio was like, Oh, can we call it Goonies? R, R. the letter R good enough. <laughs> She did not like this song. The video, I guess, was a nightmare to do. The video, if you haven't seen it, is the most is the bizarre, and it's like intentionally bizarre. But then it it crosses a peak of being yeah unintentionally bizarre. And even in the clips, the small clips that they show of her on the TV, was that from the video? Those clips, she looks uncomfortable in those clips. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I the video is twelve minutes long. So um, I know I've seen it. It's, it's been so with Lou Albano. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, well, it's it's actually, just, uh, and it's Roddy Roddy Piper. Right. And uh, it's a bunch. And then also the kids from the Goonies are in it too. Yeah, it is. And also they have um, Benny Hanna. Yep. It is the most. It is the strangest fucking thing. It doesn't. It's it's so strange. Uh, Cindy Hoffman plays two different parts. It's very weird. Um, I can't be, I just check it out if you're into like weird 80s stuff. Uh, but I think the song is really good. But we, I know me and you are both Cindy Hoffman fans. So, yes. Um, yeah, I love her. It's like, oh, like great song. Yeah. She, did, she didn't perform it for a long time. I think part of it was because she didn't like how the studio kind of went in. And I wouldn't of, either. Like you, and I think she just had a bad, but then fans were demanded, like you know, really asking her to, to of do course, her concerts. Yeah. So she started doing it more and more. I think she has kind of a second, I think she has like a warmer feeling for it now than she did say in 1998. But um, I think there's still a coldness there that she doesn't really love the song. I don't blame her. It's one of my favorite songs. It's a good one. I I would, I would, I would. It's not like. No, it's like true colors. No, but it's uh, in that next year for me. Yeah, right. Um, No, but I would feel the exact same way that she does. If someone told like change my, it's just so it's shitty. And I think they sold her, they uh, sold her bad bill of goods. I think they said like, you're going to have full control. But like, as we, as anyone knows, they go listen to the show long enough. There's no such thing as full control. No, I mean, the money, the music money's going to talk. Eventually. Yeah, and the studios yeah. and these people have a lot of risk and they're just not going to let you. They did give her, you know, they did let her pick out the songs. They were honest about that, but then they do stuff like change the name. They do stuff like... Plus the R? That, no. Like, don't do that to my title. Like, I'm not a cheesy... Ch- like, don't do the R. Steven Spielberg is in the video. Is he really? It is the strangest fucking thing. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's very long, but it's worth watching. It's very bizarre. Yeah. Um, So we both agree the song's good. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. There we go. Tears for fears. Everybody wants to rule the world off of songs from the big chair written by Roland Orzabal and um, Ian Stanley and Chris Hughes, which was their producer at the time, but sung by Kurt Smith, Kurt Smith and, uh, and Roland were the two that created tears for fears are the two on the, on the album. And they would switch like singing duties from, um, you know, depending on what song that they were doing, but this is Kurt, the bass player. Uh, this is a world-class song. This is an, maybe a perfect song. Um, I uh, love Tears for Fears. Particularly, this album is very good. There's a, I don't. This isn't my favorite. I really like Sowing the Seeds of Love, and I like um, I, maybe on this album. I I don't shout isn't my favorite. This is maybe not my head over heels is maybe my favorite. That's a really great one. But this album's great. Um, do you like uh, this song? Yeah, I think we're aligned here. Tears yeah. is a great band. Um, I don't know if I say this is a perfect song, um, but like, it, look, it sounds great. It's it's a, it's a really good song. I it, it's just it's not my favorite of theirs. I think they're like another. We talk about in excess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wildly underrated time has kind of forgotten these guys, which is a shame to have, um, but there's there. It's cause they weren't around a lot. It was really, I mean, they had the first album with, which had mad world on it, of course. Right. Uh, but that, I was guess it was kind of the first album, I believe. Yes. Uh, came in 83. This, and then this the, comes out and the, then the problem too, actually this happens with Nick's yeah. I believe too. They had a really long layoff between albums. They did. So they had, they had this album come out, which this song, well, I'm sorry, was it songs? What is it? I forget the name of this album. It's the, fucking long. Uh, songs from the big chair is the album. So, right. so and it came is, out this is the, end of 84. And this is their biggest album. 
Yeah. Like by far. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, seven or eight million copies. This was a huge job. It was I'm huge. Sure I remember like when we were kids, like this yeah. was everywhere. All over. And they had a four-year layoff. Yeah. And it, like when, I think when you do that, you lose. Well, they struggled. I mean, the, Roland and Kurt had had huge difficulties. And yeah. even and even though um, uh, Chris Hughes, their producer, isn't credit like he's not a member of the band. He's a producer, but he was hugely influential on um, on these recordings. And both him, the producer, and uh, and and Kurt Smith left because Roland. It seems like Roland. They didn't yeah. say they say creative difficulties, but it seems like Roland is kind of the prima donna, and he's very talented. He is an excellent guitar player some of the guitar work on, on this song which i'll show you is like sneaky fucking awesome like david gilmore style huge verbs just like just not super fast not super super flashy but awesome tone and like played the right way the right stuff he's he's a like really good guitar player but i think he was a prima donna but he's very talented the proof's in the pudding so he did that, that album elemental he did the album elemental by himself right and is that song break it down again yeah which is a great song. It is a great song. And that's all him. Yeah. So he's obviously really good. He's super talented. Yeah. Um, but I think they all are. I mean, Kurt Smith is as well. Um, he wrote, he didn't write that. He wasn't, he doesn't have writing credit on this, but he has writing credit on several, several of the hits. I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay. So I was listening to this song. Um, the song we're talking about today and everybody wants to rule the world. Wants to rule, yep. rule the world. And to me, it sounded just from production, just from not the music itself. Just yeah. from hearing it about as good as any song from the 80s i can think of oh my god it sounds like wildly clear oh my god yeah is that no you're exactly right why they're recording to i don't um well i didn't really research how they recorded it but their recording technique is impeccable it's amazing i mean they're big fans of the right musicians they're huge beatles fans huge beatles fans of course which really pioneered modern day recording you hear it on sewing the seeds of love yeah and, and orchestration which, which is my favorite song by yours as well uh yeah that's a yes it's a great one if yeah if, if you, you say that it's that one's very similar to i am the walrus it's a very it's mm-hmm. it's not the same it's an it's yeah. it's just like a little bit of a callback it's it's fine you're not stealing from it it's good but it has a lot of the same flavors that the beatles would have used yep that they you know um they took into kind of a different level and different direction but no the, the recording it's about as good they love peter gabriel they love Steely you, you Dan. They loved um, oh. the car. No, I know you don't. Every, love Steely everyone, Dan. everyone makes mistakes. No, right, no, no, but no. but in terms of right. recording impeccability, yeah. like the cars are made again. I love the cars. You have people who know Peter Gabriel records Peter, great yeah. albums. Like these, that's who they loved as musicians. So it makes complete sense. They're, this album is one of the best sounding albums from this time. It, yeah, it is I agree. Phenomenal. Yeah, and the and the tones they use are so great. Like just these big the guitar is very simple you can um a good way to equate because it's stripped down is if you listen to old u2 and you hear the it's a very stripped down band right you got the edge playing guitar you got adam playing bass you got a drummer and you got bono that's it there's not like a bunch of keyboards nothing so all of like the sonic scape is the edge with his guitar with a bunch of delay and a bunch of reverb just filling up space and it's very similar here where you've got just these big verbs and with big space and these huge keyboards that are with all this verb on it it's just sonically so lush and, and they, have, they really are that same i say tree is the right word but whatever i don't know what the right word is but the same whatever state if you will of that like anth- anthemic yeah uh epic yep uh all-encompassing uh sound you know think of like joshua tree yep and then you think of this album and i think joshua tree is a better album it's not put that I'm, i just think joshua tree is like yeah especially like, side yeah. a it, joshua is like one of the best yeah, albums yeah, yeah it's very good but like but this is that same like uh, it just it just it's 
I don't listen to Tears for Fears is background music. No, you would listen to it because you want to you want to hear the layers and you want to hear his voice. It really they record it so well. You. It does. You this is a great album to put headphones on. Nice headphones on and yep. fucking play it and just listen to it. You know, eat your gummies and just like or Blair in the it. car or Blair in the car. Yeah. Like, yeah, that works. You too. know, um, this is like a radio. This is Radiohead tree too. Like you could you could see it's the same lush. There's the lushness of Floyd and Gilmore. He's obviously David Gilmore, the guitar player for for um, for Pink Floyd influenced uh, Roland um, Orzabal because they have they're playing strats, very similar tones. There's like that. And then the lushness of the recording later on, you know, the bands that I love um, that are more modern, you know, direct descendant of of this type of recording just i love radiohead lush. and i i love radiohead yeah. probably more than tears for fears yeah but tears for fears is more fun you uh, choose more fun than tears for fears oh yeah yeah you know what i mean like, yeah they're not fun they're melancholy they're darker right it's but darker they're more music. fun than radiohead radiohead is not not a barrel monkeys i, I, oh, just, no, I, don't I, think I love radiohead yeah it's just, it's just, it's no just i don't not. think it's fun either but i would listen to it the same way i'd love to have headphones See, I, wouldn't. On. I don't know if i blare radiohead in the car from like going to the beach and oh no out. but i might blur these guys I could see that. Well, this does have different roots. Did you read like how, where this came from? It's very interesting. The tree. So it goes, let me see if we can do the connection. Let's start here. I just feel like the beat, the shuffle to it, higher ground. You feel like how it, that, of course, influenced this. This is a band called Lynx. And you hear the bow, bow of the keyboards. Yeah, right? Which is what Roland was listening to when he, when he, uh, when he wrote, ah, I lost it. Bam, bam. Same keyboard hits, same groove. That's the lineage. It goes higher ground, influencing Lynx, and they was listening to Lynx. Uh, Roland was listening to Lynx, hmm. and then uh, the other thing was, um, where's the Simple Minds? This, which you'll hear the guitars. And big guitars. He was listening to those two things and was and came up with this is Simple Minds. Yeah, yeah. See, Simple Minds to me is, um, I think Tears of Fears does it better. So it's fun. It's more but, fun though because it has that groove from higher ground all the way yeah, through. Yeah, and Simple Minds I think is really good. Don't get me wrong. Like, good. Some of the stuff is really good. Yeah. Really, you know, or good or They're very good. good. Yeah. But I feel like they are, and I obviously they had hits at the same time. You know, like the Breakfast Club song. Or they had yeah, yeah, song, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, yeah. Don't you forget about. But me. like yeah. that, that song could easily be on this album. And there's some songs from these guys that could easily be on a Simple Minds album. There's a lot, right? There is definitely a lot of overlap there. Uh, it's the tones they use. It's the big, like, listen to the, the you. Hmm. So the guitar we just heard from Simple Minds is very similar. Listen to the guitar solo from Everybody Rules the World. Big echoes, big strat. Such a great guitar solo. It's like very similar tone. So I was going to ask you, is that hard to play? the it's not fast 
Um, so no, the notes aren't difficult to play, but to play it with that feel, with the timing like that, and to sa- make it sound like that is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why like David Gilmore is a really great comp for him because David Gilmore uh, for Pink Floyd is not, he's not a super flashy guitar player, but he plays some of the best solos out there. Just the note, his note choice, his feel when he plays it. Um, you listen to like cigar or something like he's just the way that he bends notes. He, he does it very slow. Um, it's, and just the tone it's, it's difficult to do it like that, to have that sort of feel. Um, don't, it doesn't have to be super, super flashy. And we're going to rent these amazing. guys again. I hope so because I'd really like to. I really like to to talk about shout or um, sowing the seeds. So that's why I'm not bringing them up. Okay, right now because there's I, some other stuff on them too. Like you know, they even did a song. I was there, like something like uh, Tangerine is on. It's on Fever Pitch. So the very uh, end of Fever Pitch when the Red Sox win the World Series, and like they're all in the field. Yeah, it's actually that song, which is off. Here's their first song. Yeah, but it's like a off their like their last album. Yeah, 2004 they did an album. Oh, so that's the perfect timing. Yeah, yeah, they got to, it's right. So they were they fought. So you had Kurt and Roland fight for ten years, and eventually there was some sort of court case that kind of brought them back together. And they yeah, they had like resolve their issues. To fill out. Yeah, and they, just, and they had dinner, and they're like, we should do album. And they're like, yeah, we should. It's like, all right. And now they've basically toured together since yeah. then. They've like rekindled their friendship. But they don't really make a lot of new music anymore, though. No, but I wonder if just the time is passed. They yeah, they do a lot I of their solo if it stuff. Keeps them not fighting. It could. Yeah, that I mean, could it's be a lot easier to just go and just kind of play play the hits if you will that's true wiseman once said uh, was, yeah. um and like if that's easier to kind of just do that than opposed to like create together because creating together is hard it is a lot harder you're right there's a lot of ego there yeah. whereas if you're I mean, playing I one every of... time we did the show so who <laughs> oh i was pointing at you <laughs> oh, oh me all right yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you're so, saying i'm the one with the ego right to you so do yeah. you think i have a big i think you have a pretty good size ego too uh, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm an everyman. You know, I'm a man of the people. Uh, yeah. as I like to say, you are. You are know, totally I, I, you know, I'm one. Of, you know, I'm one of the guys. You know, you're you know, different strategy. That's fine. You're, you're a big star, <laughs> big celebrity. Thank you, thank you for saying that. That's kind. I, I say it, of course. Uh, I don't know how you use it as like an as insult. I mean, no, no, I'm just saying. I mean, no, no, big star, big star. Uh, but yeah, so the, the right the ego. I mean, I've had friends that I've written music with, and I've really liked doing it because you just you, it, you just kind of feed off each other. Um, but it is it is taxing and it is troubling. And then, you know, if you're not, it's Especially one of the guys is temperamental. Like he, like yeah. it seems like, yeah. Cause they also, you didn't talk, you know, but they ran, they had a guitar, the guitar. I'm sorry, not the guitar player. I'm sorry. The other two guys in the band, the drummer the, and, um, maybe it was the bass. Curse the bass player. He's a, and he sang this, uh, he okay. sang the song. So how about the, if there's a guitar player, then. Roland is the guitar player. He's the guy that you normally think of with tears for fears. He's got the long hair and, and he four sings guys in the band though. Didn't they, when they were doing this? Yeah. So the drummer, I can't remember who the drummer is actually the producer. All right. There's oh, that so guy. That's the guy that yeah. left. And then there was another guy too. There that left a, too. Yeah. And they were both in this album and they, like the, you know, the, the drummer slash producer and this other guy left. They never even came back. Maybe Ian Stanley, I think is yes, the guy's that name. Is the name. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and Ian Stanley wrote like was a co-writer on this song so I know so he I mean yeah. you know, these guys are creating some really great work and you can't figure it out guys but maybe it's this guy, so hard. You know, some, some people it's difficult yeah making something like this happens really hard it's like this is not an easy song to write and put together just because there's this so much like that too I know you it's, know, and it's, it's really not, a piece of art it's not like you know uh, some of the songs of the album aren't the best like any album but you can tell though even if it's not up your not your style they worked hard on it I know and we don't have cared for it. Yeah, they totally care. Yes, there's all you what's hear this? It another situation again. Great song. It's a great song. Um, it's you. There are a lot of great songs. Even the ones that never hit the radio or no, didn't get radio play are, they're are not, really they're not good. Bad, but every every yeah. single song this has a meaning to be there. It's it not, does. It's not, they didn't just throw it in there just to like fill no. in this like you know some of the people we top forty stuff we cover the number ones we cover. It's just like oh Jesus, all this is shit. But this is like song. actual yeah. like craft and work was put into this. Yeah, care. 
I know we don't, we're kind of long, I, but I do want to talk a little bit about how the construction of the song because there's something really cool about it. I talk a lot about um, home for a song, like what's home base? Mm-hmm. And that's like the key that you're in. So if G feels like the home base, it's because you're in the key of G. But this one, what makes a song so compelling harmonically, which is how the, uh, harmonically is how the notes stack into chords. Whereas melodically, is how, it's so that that's a horizontal, the vertical, where a melody is the horizontal of the song, right? Um, so it's so interest, interesting harmonically because the home it's not easily identifiable what home is. So it kind of keeps you off balance. The song is a little spooky in that way. Like if you just listen to it, whatever, I mean, it's fun to listen to, but Mm -hmm. it's a little bit spooky. It's because they really play with home. This is like basically in, in a, in a, uh, in a really blocky way, you could call this a D to G. Welcome to your life. But instead of it being, at this like strong D, it's actually a, a D major seven. So it's this darker D and it only lands on this D. It's only on this D for like a second. And then it's mostly on the G. If you think about it, right, it's on G for a mm-hmm. lot longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. But the bass is playing D even though the second chord is that G. So you you ask yourself like, what is home? Is it that D or is it that G? And to make it even more confusing, the, the melody, he always hits the Welcome to your life. Or even in the chorus, he keeps hitting that F sharp, which is a part of that D chord. So you're off balance the whole time. You don't really know what's home because they're really playing between the two, that D and the G, which makes it, for someone like me, like really compelling because it's not, it's, you have to, you, you can kind of persuade yourself either way. And then it sounds different in your ears mm. depending on which one is home. Um, so I really like that about that. It's actually a very simple song. It's that, you know, that D to G chord basically. And then the chorus is another three chords and that's it. It's like a five chord song. I mean, the bridge is a little bit different, but, um, but that's, it. it's very simple, but they just play harmonically with what home is and it keeps you off balance. So, so this is the top five song for you. We've had so many great ones. Um, be definitely top 20, maybe top 10. I love the song. It's a great song. It's a very good song. I, don't, I wouldn't call it, personally, I wouldn't call it great, but uh, it's very good. Um, it wouldn't crack my top five, but it would probably get in my top 20. Like Take, take On Me is a better song. Oh, yeah. But not, yeah. it's just different. It's more fun. It's, it's different. Yeah, Take On Me is a much better song for me. It's but not, like, but like, yeah. you know, but also, but that is, that is AHA's best song by a mile. Oh, yeah. Where like, to me, this isn't even like, this might not be my top five Tears for Fear songs. Like it's hmm. like um, I think it is for me. It's but like yeah. maybe five, yeah, or whatever. Like, but their like their library is like significantly better. It is the video really sucks. This, this yeah, it's really, not very like, good. Cheesy I don't know what sucks. they're doing. It's they're weird. just it's driving weird. through Southern California. And there's a like, shot though. If you if you're a video, uh, if you just want to go back and watch it, of a kid drinking what appears to be a Budweiser or at least something that has a Budweiser koozie on it. I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like right before they had, they had this one like 30 second shot of like um, like dirt bikes and sand or something. It's very strange. But right before that happens um, is a kid drinking out of a cup that has a Budweiser brand on it. Yeah, I don't think it's a can. Of, it's not a can of Budweiser, but he's but like, why but it's you, advertising it. And you're, so you're having a kid, at but least it's not like, spo- like it's not the whole Budweiser. You can, you know, the logo is so iconic. Yeah, but you can tell it clearly is it but like they, they probably didn't even get like 
It's not like Budweiser paid him for that. He was just this kid with a Budweiser in his hand. So weird. Would it have been okay if he had like a Budweiser shirt on or would that still been weird because he was a kid? I mean, it's the 80s, but like, I don't know. It was just very strange. Maybe because it's the liquid, like it's possibly. I was just like, this is weird. It kid. is weird. And there was also no reason for the kid to be there at all in this. In this like, it's like five second shot of this kid for no reason. Yeah, I, mean, I don't it's know. It's a very strange and bad video. Yeah, um, it's not good. But the song's good. Have they had other kids shout? I think shout was a better video. It was yeah, more innovative, right? Because you just see them, their faces right. saying shout yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And it's black and white too. Yeah. And I feel like that was on MTV a lot more. It was. I feel like that was on MTV like a ton where this one was on MTV a lot, obviously, but like, I feel like nowhere near as much. No. Well, this was a third single from the album. So I wonder if they really, I'm assuming shout was number well, we one. I didn't really look on the radio. We did. I don't know. So I didn't look at what it was. Top 40. This was, this definitely hit number one on the hot 100. That's why we're covering. I mean, I would cover it anyway. This is awesome. Uh, and it was, you know, huge crossover hit and so like, international you out this week then, huh? Yeah. This being the, well, the eighties, there's a way bigger chance that the number one is going to be something that I like way bigger. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, but we're 99 next week. So I'll call up. Um, to go digging. I think that's it with, uh, with, uh, this song, but this, this is a great album songs from big chair. If you don't know it, uh, and you like some, yeah, if you're younger, check, it out. check out, yeah, check out some of, uh, cause I know like a lot of maybe, you know, audio orange members who are 30 or younger, maybe don't even really know tears for fear. Yeah, maybe not. Cause they um, really, they were pretty much done by 80, like what was the album after this? 89. Yeah, you're right. I guess. I mean, I, I just think like the 90, 93, they got a little airplay, but you're right. I'm not sure we're listening to like WPCN or some alternative station. You probably didn't hear it. No, you weren't here. Right. And then they really, yeah, you, you're right. It's, but it's just about like, yeah, if you're 30 yeah. younger and you want to listen to some really good days music, it's been 30 years wrong with in excess. And you can't go wrong with no, Tears you can't. Uh, all right, so news. No, where was I? Oh, sorry, where were you? Son of a bitch. Oh, it's just been uh, so long. Now so so give, give them a little extra. Give the audience a little extra, right? I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Well, you're not, gonna go, you're not giving today. Relax. I might. <sighs> we should leave right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I have a question. So, okay. Yeah. This is not really a story per se, but more like an experience, if you will. And you can kind of jump in here too. Yeah, sure. So, uh, this is probably when I first started learning how to swim. So I lived in Deer Park, New York, uh, which was uh, right in Long Island. Like I said, if you throw a dart in the center of Long Island, you'd hit where I lived. And um, we had obviously the ocean there, but you don't learn to swim in the ocean. It's, you know, Jones Beach isn't where you learn to swim because the waves are pretty heavy. You know, you're going to swim in the neighborhood pool. Uh, we also had a friend, a family friend that had a amazing pool. It was like L-shaped. Yeah. So it was like a legit, so it was cool. Like, you know, one L, one side of the L was like, you know, kind of the kitty section. And then, and then you went, you know, let's say three feet or whatever, you know, so you could like, I could, you know, you could play in there. And then the other side was the eight or 10 or 12 feet, whatever it was. It was, it was big, definitely big. Eight feet. I had a diving board that the whole thing. It was a very nice it had a slide. It was an awesome pool. And they were very close family friends. So I got to, I'd be in that pool like three days a week. Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, I was in, you know, and then we probably go to the deer park pool, say once a week or whatever. So like I was at pools a lot, but I didn't, I just, I wasn't a fast learner for swimming. My dad really wanted to, to teach me, you know, like that was really important. I know how to swim because he swam his whole life. He grew up on Long Beach in Long Island, which is right on the water. And he just thought swimming was really important. And I think it is. I think every kid should learn how to swim because a lot of kids die. More kids die in swimming pools than by guns. But we don't ever talk about that for whatever reason. Um, so uh, learning to swim is a really good thing. <laughs> my, my dad was old school. Uh, <laughs> he threw you in. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Fuck. A couple times. Sink or swim is yeah. actually you know, what's Marlboro, happening. You know, you know, cigarette in his mouth. You know, he did tell me he was going to do it. He wasn't, you know, didn't, he wouldn't just do it. You know, he would tell me, but I, I just couldn't get the hand. I probably didn't really learn to swim until I was seven. It probably took three summers to really learn how to swim. I and I remember the last summer we were in Deer Park, 
So when I'm eight, then I was very comfortable swimming in the deep end of this neighbor of the uh, friend, the family friend's pool. Yeah, I was like, oh, I can, I'm really good here. But seven, I was like, I would go in a little. Maybe by the end of the summer, I was comfortable. Yeah, but like, but five and six, I really was, and I really wanted to learn. How, I went to a swimming camp, so like, I remember we had to get up early. My mom's not a morning person, so we had to get up real early, go to this this like. You go to the, the town pool mm. and then you have a swimming, like an instructor or like a lifeguard or some teenager. I kind of, you know, you have on like a little. Your little life. Oh, yeah. Or you hold like the, uh, the little. Raft. Yeah, the foam things. Yeah. Oh, I, I know what you mean. It's kicking and everything. Yeah, the tiny little, almost like a, it's not a surfboard, like a little boogie board. Yeah, kind boogie of. board. Yeah. yeah. Like a, yeah. You just kick. And you just kind of, you practice kicking. And yeah. You, honestly, I actually didn't do, didn't do shit. I don't, I don't think I, re- I learned how to swim by my dad throwing me in the water and just kind of like figured, figured the fuck out. Right. You know, and oh, okay, I was a pretty responsible kid. So like I wasn't a little kid. <laughs> it's also the eighties, but like they would just put me in the pool and assume I was going to stay in the kids. end. I guess. Right. And I did, you know, I, you know, you are, you know, kids have fear, you know, you don't, yeah. you know, um, you know, as long as I touched the bottom, I felt okay. But, um, but I wanted to learn how to swim because like, as I got older, the kids, pools are a big deal in long island you know they're a big deal you know i you know in arizona other places not as when i moved to new hampshire it wasn't i lived in not a lake, as big a deal. i lived in a lake town yeah. too so like we all just go to the lake and yeah. swim so like it wasn't a big i don't know many people that had a pool certainly not any who had below ground pools um so flash forward to uh 2019 you know laura and i looking for a house and we found a place in Dover, like uh, there's a private school called St. Thomas, and across the street from that, it's not on busy roads. It's kind of a eh. across the street from that was a house. I'm like, oh well, if we went, if we lived in Dover, we probably would send our kid to a private school. Yep. And it's like, all right, and try to cross the street. It's really cool. Like, oh, we'll do that. We'll walk across. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Or, or, or at least you're close to whatever. You know. Right. Exactly. So, um, but uh, so but the house had an amazing backyard. The house itself was kind of. It was big, but kind of like it was like built in 1965. They had yeah. a lot of, it was just kind of this yeah. weird old old fashioned house. But the backyard was impeccable. It went. It must have been a couple acres of like all like freshly cut grass. Had a giant pool. Yeah, had like I mean, you could probably you could have easily built a tennis court back there. Like you could you could do so much with this. Right. But I, I Lauren, I took one look at like no way. Like we, we too to much to handle. That. I know. And then I have so many friends. Uh, that have had pools like my friend Henry. I brought up with the solo car incident in the Patreon show. Right. Um. Uh. If you want to hear about Henry and his solo car, I mean, if that doesn't entice you to go rampage, actually, though, yeah, it's, it's a wild rampage. I mean, if you don't, it's not going to get you to part your five dollars a month. What will? Uh. But Henry's had like a multiple pool liner situations. Like this guy's pool is always like. I've, you know, I've been back home for what, five or six summers now since I got back. I yeah. think the pool was open for like one and a half of those summers. Oh, Jesus. Like it's always closed. The pool liner is always fucked. It's always leaking. The poor guy <laughs> will go get pool water like put in. And then like next thing you know, like it's all There's water's everywhere. It's become like funny, but it's not funny. I feel bad. No, for it just costs um, a shit ton. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, and he's just like, he's at his wit's end. Like it's just like a never ending battle. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, I should just tear it down. But then he's like, I think like the idea of a pool, it's a like kind of a boat, like the idea of a pool or a boat is more enticing than the actual having the pool. Or boat yeah. Itself. Cause you're not going to really use it that much. I mean, for three right. months you'd use it, I know. maybe four right. depending, but it's, yeah. it's, you know, in New Hampshire, you know, right. I mean, if you have a nice built in pool and it's heated, yeah, you might use it longer, but like just but a regular above ground pool, like it's tough. And then you gotta, you know, drain it and you gotta and keep all it clean these parts, and you gotta, right, just, like, uh, fuck that. So have you have a, have you ever had a pool? Never had a, a pool. Have you ever like wanted one? If I lived in a climate that I could swim in it even six or seven months a year, sure. So yeah. my uncle lives in Mesa, Arizona. Okay. And uh, 
everyone out there has a no one out there has grass unless you have a lot of money so everyone out there has kind of these stone yeah I've, yeah it's I've, right I've, in the right. desert right yeah. so but everyone has a pool because obviously it's so hot and plus it's what else can you do in your backyard unless you don't have all these rocks so everyone has a pool so like and like if i if i, I want to lauren i want to move to las vegas one day like if we do that yeah like, have a pool there have a pool right yeah because then you yeah if you're retired you get in the pool i think you have like so many pool guys it's, it's like a of part course, of course right where like here it's almost like an oddity yeah like we have to plow they don't have to plow they right. take care of their pool they do have high electricity bills though but they don't because oh, because of filtering like or because of oh uh, no no i'm sorry because oh just air conditioning like you know oh yeah the climates yeah but they don't pay as much in heat as we do obviously so yeah. you know does you know las vegas does get kind of cold in the winter at night yeah um but uh but you know but then you can still use your pool like during the day like eight months fine. a year I, it's it that's it's a different heat too like a, a dry heat is way different yes. i was in walnut creek daily when i was living in california it's the other side of the hills and it was 105 degrees pretty much every day through you know through the summer you were there daily yeah why because my office was in walnut creek oh shit i had seven oh, offices okay. uh but that was where my main office was where my okay. physical so office was heat, you're like oh my god it's so hot oh yeah and I've, we probably talked about it before but you go i lived in the east bay and it was 75 yeah. and then you go over and the, the, it's a cut tunnel so you go through the hills and on the other side of it, it's 105 fucking so degrees. Weird. It's so fucking weird. That's very strange. Um, but, and there's air conditioner, Eric, but it, it feels different. The heat, it, it didn't, does. it's not as oppressive as when, if it hits, you know, 95, 98 here and it's high humidity. It's a way, it's more oppressive. It's more oppressive. Um, I, I, when I was in, I, I'm sorry. When I was in yeah. Arizona, I was there one time in June. Yeah. And um, my cousin, my poor cousin, we, he was his first summer out there. He's a little bit older than me. And he had a car with black no black car because he came from new york came yeah. from Long island and had like dark seats we got in that we we're so dumb we got in the car it's like oh my other skin is gonna burn off yeah but like honestly like that's why they all have like that stuff to cover the windshield yeah but honestly it's not humid but you know what it does feel like what it feels like walking into an oven yeah it is it's like, like just so walks, hot you're yeah. like oh it's like it is it is it's it's not humid and it's it's much more tolerable but yet it's still fucking hot it is hot uh Right. What's the desert in? Uh, is it the Mojave? What's the not? Yeah, uh, desert uh, in California. Is that the right one? Desert, yeah. yeah, going through that. Like I drove Death through that valley. I guess is really yeah, hot. I drove place. through that once on my way to California a couple yeah. years ago, and it's absolute like Sahara white sand. And I did get out because I wanted to experience it. Yeah, you know, you see the Joshua trees and the other shit. Yeah, of course. And yeah, it was like 110 degrees, yeah. and it's it does get to a point where you're right. It, it feels like a fucking oven, but uh, you have a pool. And maybe you have some shade in your backyard. Yeah. And so, you know, if I, I go for a little swim, get out, sit in the shade, That's read my life. little book, whatever. Let's do that. I swear to God, if we, if we, if, yeah, if we don't have kids, we're, I'm, I'm out. You get, you, you have I'm to. Out. You I, 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 every winter comes and just more miserable eh. than the last. And I'm the just, only problem with me is I, I, cause I, I'm, comp- the desert compels me too. And Las Vegas area. I love Las Vegas. Yeah, that area yeah, really compels me. Talking. But I do, I think I miss the ocean. You're so close. You're only three hours away. Is Let's that, go to California. Is that close enough? That's pretty good. It is pretty good. It's not. It's not like you're. It's not like you're in Kansas. That's true. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I was just. I mean, I was just at the beach too. Like I'm at the beach like a lot. Yeah. I love just like reading on the beach. I just love. I don't. I will swim, but like I really love just like hearing the waves. No, the rolling. waves, the ocean. Yeah. Like I said, we you know even get like a place in or, you know if we had a lot of money, snowbird it and like do like a summer home on the ocean in Maine, northern coast. Maybe that's what I have to do. And then you have the winter, but like honestly, they're like you're close enough in California. You probably could just I guess it. That. That's true, but I'm oh more of an East Coast feel too. I don't know. I gotta think. I, I gotta know. think I'm this through. The East Coast feel. The only it does thing feel different. Schools are so much. And I'm sorry if you're a West Coast listener or Arizona or uh, listener. Like Nevada listener. I'm sorry, but the schools in New England are just tough to beat. Like, yeah, I, I think it's better. Can't here. like. Yeah. 
New York too. Honestly, like the Lions yeah. were amazing. It was like, oh god, to yeah, we kind of have it made in New England. I know, so like, yeah. oh, you can't walk away from that. Yeah. man, I and my family's all here, but man, oh man, these fucking winters are brutal. And then we had the summer, but then this whole week's been rainy. I am not happy with the rain. I know you're not happy. All right, that's all I got. Anything else with the pool? But I did learn. I learned very you don't young. Want a pool, unless, unless, unless you live somewhere entirely. I different. just don't think. Me either. Yeah, no, I just don't think. But I did. So I learned very young, uh, and I did slip off uh, as a kid. You know, I was playing on the steps in the pool, and I did slip off one too many steps down. Yep. And I was underwater for a while, and mm-hmm. someone had to pull me out. Like it was scary. Why did you just get out? Just keep I couldn't. Uh, there was like some sort. Of, I think it's the. Um, oh, the like the jets. The thing? jets were there, and it was pushing me. I think that's why I was kind of like jumping up and down what were you in the thinking? water. What is going on? I was freaked out. Oh, I thought no. I was like, "Oh my How god, I can't breathe." Thirty-two. Uh, I was like three. That's close. Uh, no, you weren't. <laughs> ten years. Ten, ten times. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Whatever. It's, okay. Uh, it's been a long show. And then uh, no, but but I learned to swim real like pretty soon after that. There was like you yeah know, lessons in the Y and that type of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right. So you're pooping a pool. No. Uh, Did you? No, I never. Pooped I don't in a think pool. so. Probably be in a pool. I think I have. Hey, you must have as a kid. I'm sure I was in I was in pool so young and yeah, yeah I'm sure I did yeah I'm sure I did I I'm don't sure remember doing it but I'm sure I did yeah, I'd be sure. shocked if I did yeah as a kid yes I don't I never pooped one I never I don't know if I've ever seen, seen poop in a pool no I, I, I imagine either. I would remember that if I did I don't think that I think that must some of those public so pools are like you know I don't want to go in there, this. what's that I don't want to go in a public pool I don't, I don't want it I don't want anything to do I don't do think I do that now probably no. I, I mean I go to I, I would go to like a water park now that's the same difference I've I don't know that I've ever been to water I don't know water country I don't think I have that's dumb is it fun it's kind of fun. Hey, kind of like sad. are the slides really fast or not? Some are. Oh, the Geronimo is scary as fuck. Oh, really? Though that's it's the one like that just straight, straight down, down, and your body leaves the the slide for a yeah, second. Yeah, so you you're off it. Yeah, that's it kind of cool. It's pretty wild. I could like, do that. It's like, but it's not fun though. It's just like scary. I've jumped off like maybe thirty or forty feet into water cliffs. Yes, yeah, different. Like you feel safer in a water slide, but then it's also like different. Yeah, because you you have the anticipation you're walking up the line. I remember being a little kid, I was just so scared of it. And then like, but a lot of the a lot of the slides now seem to be like more tube driven. Like you're on a tube and you're kind of like yeah, which, eh, sit on a yeah. tube and go down. I don't know. I don't know. You're right. I guess I don't. I haven't really made an effort to go, so I guess I really don't want to go. But I, right. but I would go to one. But I swing in a public. I don't know. Yeah, but is there some sort of indoor water park in New England? I'm sure. Oh, I, I think, think there is somewhere. There's one in North Conway in a hotel. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, that was not good. It's just allow- I think it'd be loud. Probably loud. Kids shouting. So yeah, how big we? could it be? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's near that like a red jacket in the North Conway. I've stayed there. Uh, I think there's a couple locations the red jacket in even North Conway. Is and really? One of them has the water park. I think oh, it could be way off now, but it's my, it's my recollection. But it just seems like loud and echoey. I think it'll give me a headache. I think I've gone to the, there's like a tube park up there in the snow. Um, yeah. Pretty, I don't, is that Loon out there? No, it's not Loon. I can't remember what mountains up there, but I've done like some of the like that luge kind of slide thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alpine slide, yeah, and then uh, some tubing and stuff up there in the snow. Mm. No pooping, no. Not in the snow, not in the pool. That only poops in the spring and the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about what the fuck was happening? Yeah. All right, uh, two kind of dominant stories. First of all, Thomas Sutherland uh, was a agriculture professor at the American University in Beirut, and he gets kidnapped on June 9th and he is held until November 1991. He's the longest oh, American Jesus. ever in captivity. Uh, second longest, um, something like 2300 days. He was held crazy this same week, uh, June 14th on uh, TWA flight um, 847 was flying from Cairo 
eventually going to end up in San Diego. It had to hit some um, some stops. They uh, it stops in where's it stop? Stops in Athens. Jihadists get on hijacked the plane because they brought they they smuggled in a few handguns and some fucking grenades <laughs> fucking grenades mm. took the plane over um, gun. There's a there's a famous photo of the, the they landed in, in a couple of couple spots, but they moved around for a few days in the plane. But there's this famous photo I remember seeing of the pilot like talking to reporters outside the window of the plane. There's a gun to his head because oh, it's one of the hijackers. Yeah. So oh hijack. Um, they land in um, Beirut, take off again, go to Algiers, go back to Beirut, go to Tehran, go back to Beirut for some reason. And eventually uh, they let a few um, hostages off kind of each time. They left uh, the last time in Beirut, they smuggled a few dozen people off the plane and held them for a few weeks until finally the US government got involved and gave some, you know, gave them some things and then they, everybody got out. The only person who died was an American. Um, he was an American soldier of some sort. I think he was a, he was like a naval diver or something and they shot him and threw him off the plane when, when they were landed one place, but they hijacked this, you know, <laughs> they so hijacked this plane. Well, the got away. Uh, I know. Uh, so they, <laughs> Some of them did get away. Oh. Um, one of them, the last, I think the last one though, they finally tracked down sometime in the nineties. Oh God. Yeah. He was on the run for a long time. Um, they finally tracked him down and, and uh, put him in prison. I think he's in prison in Germany now, but it's like, it's, it's just story. crazy. And uh, yeah, so they, ha- so they had a couple dozen people for a few weeks before um, people got involved. They just, they were jihadists. They wanted a bunch of people out of prison, people who were b- being held in, mm. um, in Israeli prison and some other folks. And, uh, some of the bombers of the, they bombed a U.S. embassy in might've been in Beirut. I think in, a few years earlier, there was 13 people held in, in U.S. prison for that. Um, yeah, those are, that, that kind of dominated the week. You ever like walked on, like, on the sidewalk, wherever you're in like a downtown, and you look across the street, and it's something that's like kind of interesting to you, but like, eh, but like, it's not even worth walking across. Like, it's just like you ever like see something that's like, eh, I don't know. It's just like not sure. even worth my time. Like, imagine the amount of willpower it takes to like take just because other people are in jail to take over a plane for weeks. And I know. Kidnap, like, you have to care so much. I can't imagine caring that much about anything. Yeah, I mean, you have to. It. Like, I you like, got to be a fundamentalist. You have to be an absolute it. fundamentalist. Where imagine like caring that much about anything? Is it almost like fun? Is that like a cool way to live or a terrible way to live? I wonder. I it must be like kind think, of. I think that shit is addictive. Um, yeah. Feeling good or feeling bad can be really addictive. So you know, dark side of the force uh, is um, is seductive. And so yeah, I think you can get addicted to feeling like that. It must be kind of rewarding because it's it is it's a strong emotion. So. Yeah you know, and you get adrenaline and all that shit kind of going along with it. And if you really are thinking that you're doing it for a, I mean, imagine believing in God and like thinking that God is going to smile on you for doing this type of thing. Mm. And then you get all the, the, the positive feedback of the negative emotions, I guess. Uh, yeah, I could, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't No, It's like, why would no, especially that, like, it's so disgusting, like to kill people, to and hurt, to people? hurt people, not to hurt people. No, not like yeah. that. I would never be. No, no, I could. I mean, even like a war where you think you're on the justice, the, ju- the side of justice. There, like even World War II, I would. I, I mean, I, I might feel like if I were in that war, and I might feel like I'm doing the right thing, stopping the Nazis. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to kill people. Like I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and I honestly, if you're like obviously World War II heroes and stuff, like, Jesus, yeah. Uh, one time, a bird crashed into our window, 
Uh, when I was living in New York, which is seems a bad omen. Sure enough, it was because my marriage disintegrated months later. But uh, I blamed the bird. Yeah. But I, uh, I went outside and the bird, like I watched the bird, like bird broke his neck, but like was still like oh alive a little bit. Yes. And for like the last couple minutes, I watched his like last breath and I was like trying to like, I don't know what, I was trying to help him. I know you have to touch him or else they can't go. But I'm like, oh my God, how do I help you bird? I'm like, I don't know what to do. And, and I was like, oh, it's okay. And I was just trying to talk to him. I was it's like terrible. Bawling. It's fucking terrible. Like, I, if I can't deal with a bird, like imagine a human. Yeah, I mean, I can't even hunt. I can't imagine like hunting. Have you ever put a pet down? Uh, I, I I didn't do it myself, but I I had veterinarians. But you were with you were yeah. I mean, it was was, the worst. It's the fucking worst. But I think that's a little different. I don't. Yeah, because you do have an emotional connection to it. But still, I don't want to see an animal suffer. A bird, uh, the same thing. Bird hit. So Barbara put stickers on one of our windows because we've had two birds hit. Um, We have an exposed window where our kind of our our dining room is, and it's just this big window, and two birds have hit it. And And now the birds just stick to the window. Yes, uh, but we saw one die and like, it's you know, awful, it's right? kind of still moving and it's the worst. I know. And it had a friend bird come and like hang out with like, to, oh, oh, it was so bad. Like so I, oh, it's the worst. So no, I'd never, I, I know. no, that hurts. I think I raised a lot different, I guess, because like, you know, thank God people can go out and, you know, uh, you know, especially like World War Two and, and, you know, some of the, and defend us. Sure. You know, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, but like for me personally, it's like, I, I don't have the stomach for that. Uh, I mean. Maybe I'd do it for World War Two, but I—I I, I mean, I wouldn't—I wouldn't take pleasure in it. We're too old now, too. They don't want. Us. I, yeah, they wouldn't want no. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's a good way to go. Um, uh, yeah. So we're back. Uh, we'll uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Not tomorrow to us, but tomorrow to you guys. We're back with Flesh. That's a pretty. That's another cult. It is of sorts. Yep. And then um, a week from today, we're back with uh, Office Space. So some pretty big movies. I think of. so. Um, I'll see you in like nine, nine days, days, but of course I'll see, you know, talk to you, the listener, hopefully in just a day, if you're a Patreon, who knows, maybe I'm alive. Maybe I'm not. And yeah, hopefully I'll be doing a show with, with Ted Sellers. <laughs> that would be good for you. Be nice. <laughs> Get some laughs at least. Oh, Jesus. No, Matt, have a great vacation or whatever. I'm supposed to say no. No, you don't have to say anything. All right, uh, anything else? It's okay. See you.